This is episode number 1143 with Dr. Siri Satnam Singh. How did they go wrong? It's so professional. I think uh, it wasn't anger, it was hurt. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Therapist David Richo once said, our wounds are often the openings into the best and most beautiful parts of us. And Gaber Mate said, the attempt to escape from pain is what creates more pain. My guest today is Dr. Siri Satnam Singh. He is a licensed marriage therapist with a BA in psychology, an MA in clinical psychology, and a PhD in depth psychology. And Dr. Siri was featured in the Viceland Network production, The Therapist, where he conducted therapy with celebrity musicians such as Katy Perry, Waka Flocka, and many more. And his latest book, The Pocket Guru, was recently awarded the 2020 Walden Award for Excellence in Mind-Body Healing. And throughout this interview, I read passages from it to gain more clarity on the steps and techniques we can all use to deal with feelings, pain, and forgiveness. And at the very beginning of this episode, what you're about to experience is an interaction with myself and Dr. Siri, where we both had a breakdown. There was a misunderstanding on my part and our part on Greatness Media. For the first time ever, we booked two guests at the same time. And Dr. Siri waited in our building for a couple of hours before we were able to get his interview started. And as we began the interview, he wanted to share his feelings about the situation. And what you're going to experience is both of us navigating through an uncomfortable conversation for the first part of this interview. Before we get into the topic of relationships, I think this first part will be extremely helpful for you to witness, listen to, and experience for yourself to see how to navigate when you're feeling like you made a mistake or there was a misunderstanding or a breakdown on how you can handle it and also how to share and express your feelings in an authentic way when you feel like someone else has created a breakdown with you. So I hope you enjoy this first part of this uncomfortable conversation. And in this episode, we discuss the biggest problems that cause most relationships to fail, the actions you can take to promote healthier relationships in your life, advice that Dr. Siri shares for people who think about getting married, why we should change the narrative around relationships that don't work, the steps to dealing with conflict and arriving at forgiveness, which was what I was trying to create the entire episode, that and so much more. And if you're enjoying this, make sure to share this with someone that you think would need to hear it. Just copy and paste the link wherever you're listening to this, or you can use the link lewishouse.com slash 1143. And if this is your first time here, then welcome to the School of Greatness. Click the subscribe button right now. Let me know what your thoughts are about this episode over on the review section on Apple Podcast. And in just a few moments, the one and only Dr. Siri Satnam Singh. I can completely understand feeling disrespected yes. at your level. Yes. Because I have experienced that in yes. different settings on yes. stages or in yes. events or yes. going yes. to a place yes. and showing up and them being an hour late yeah. and me being like, why am I here? So I completely yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. again, not my intention. I know. And I apologize for you f- for creating that yeah. for you to How do they go wrong? It's so professional. We, I don't think we've ever double booked, but I think it's all perfect. So, yeah. I think it's. Is it? I think to have this conversation. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think it's been. Yeah. I think uh, this conversation brings up something for both of us that yeah. makes our connection. Yeah. 
unique yeah. by meeting each other. Yeah, yeah not a perfect yeah. introduction yeah, yeah. to one another. We both yeah. probably needed to meet each other this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, I'm I, again, I'm coming from a place of gratitude of you yeah. expressing yourself as opposed yeah. to holding some. Res Maybe you're still feeling resentment, but holding yeah, on yeah, to yeah. some type of resentment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. While doing yeah. this, I've already lived older, more longer than uh, anyone on my mother's side. Right. So I don't. I mean, one thing in working with, I think that the section on anger may be very good that mm -hmm. you can look at. L yes. Look at that section on anger, the, the statements, and uh, that's where I stand with that. It's mm -hmm. like you know. Um, I know you have a good part about forgiveness in here too. So where's the forgiveness one? We got to work on forgiveness today. No, we're gonna go anger. Then I will forgive. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, anger. Okay. Anger I, is an unsettling feeling. Okay. It sounds like you were having an unsettling Thank feeling you. for hours. Yes. Waiting. Okay. Okay. Feeling disrespect. Anger stems from an unexpressed hurt. Okay. And so you you're expressing this. Hurt. I'm expressing my hurts. <laughs> Anger is telling me to respect my hurt. Uh huh. Uh huh. And what? Okay. And you're respecting okay. your I hurt. Respected my yeah, hurt. You're communicating your hurt. Okay. Yes. Anger held in can hurt and negatively impact your own personal. Okay. Health. That means I go out of here feeling like a piece of cow dung. Anger must be acknowledged. And anger acknowledged and effectively expressed says, I am, an emo I am emotionally intelligent. Okay. And I love it that it's all effectively expressed. Okay. Because ineffectively expressed causes what? In Not us? even there. Not even there. This is called the pocket guru, okay? Mm -hmm. It's to elevate. But what does ineffective expression of anger do in relationships in general? Well, we, don't, we know. What that does that that dis uh, that uh, that that doesn't bring harmony, right? You know, no one no grows. Yeah, no one grows. Um, it's usually a, a moment of not resolution. I mean, now we're going forward. It's a disconnection. You it's know, a, yeah. fire is the anger is nothing but the fire element. It transforms. We have a transformative moment here. Mm -hmm. I haven't even used the word ineffective. In years, I, I it never became my consciousness until you said it. Right. Well, because you have effectively expressed here. Right. So I'm, that's so it's why no I'm, ineffective. Ineffective is not even in my consciousness. But it sounds like you work with a lot of people that use ineffective expression in their emotions, in their relationships, in their life, and it causes a lot of pain and upset for them. It's so interesting. I'm, I'm uh, humanistic in my modality, mm -hmm. and so. What's it like? Um, like darkness, I always, uh, I don't pathologize darkness, like ineffective would be darkness. Mm -hmm. I sit with it and turn the uh, cow dung into chocolate. Mm. So I don't even see cow dung. I, I do, but it's, it's transformed into chocolate. So I don't see that as something that stinks up my, like, yes, right. it, it does, but it's like, now how it's fertilizer. Can we, yeah, growing. Okay, okay yeah. Manure so, is actually. Yeah, I don't fertilized. go to the negative gotcha, stuff. Gotcha. I don't live there or you sit transform there. It. Yeah, I transform yeah. it. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then we go in from anger to forgiveness. Are we there yet? Let's see, are we there? Anger yet? to forgiveness. We may need you one may, you may more need, you in may between. Be, maybe tomorrow we can think about that. <laughs> one more. What's feelings. Let's go to feelings. feelings. I like this. Feelings. Okay. Feelings. Feelings. My feelings are real. Okay. What does it mean to be real? What is a, is a feeling who you are or a moment that is real? So if I feel anger, does that mean I am an angry person or is it just a feeling that comes and goes, but it's not me? 
No, it is you. Feelings are real. What does that mean? There's the spiritual arena. There's the emotional arena. Mm -hmm. There's the physical arena. There's the mental arena. Feelings are emotional arena. We have to sit into that arena so your feelings are real. If you're angry, you're angry. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, that's who you are. And this telling me how I am. In this moment. In this moment. Does it mean this is who I am? Who I am is a vast, you know, that's a big picture. Who I am is a configuration of the, my ethnicity, mm. my, my education, my relationship, all of that. That's who I am. I'm spiritual. But feelings, and, and the majority of the people that come to me have the greatest work to do in that arena because mm. they want to. In our society, we devalue feelings. What do we say in general about feelings? They're not. Most people don't even acknowledge them. Most people don't even know what they're feeling. They just suppress them or they ignore them. Or they're they, numb. And so my feelings are real. Are real. Acknowledging them is, is key. Is key. Is it acknowledging it to yourself or saying to everyone around you, this is how I feel? Well, it's acknowledging to yourself, then what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. Let's see, you know, anger. I could have done a lot of things. I could have left. Mm-hmm. Why did you stay? Uh, because I have to, uh, I wanted to sit into what is it to be mentally healthy. Mm. I know it was a, not an intentional mistake. Yeah. And I like moments like this because I don't run away from them. Right. Because it affirms, it's an opportunity for me to affirm that I am who I say I am. Mm. Or they say that I mm. am. Right. I'm a man of higher consciousness. Yeah. So we're going to be constantly tested if we say these are the things we do. <laughs> so this it's like is, the universe is bringing you tests to make sure. It's like, okay, so here you are. Right. And if I don't handle this correctly, then I'm not a man of elevated consciousness. Yeah, if I did not, I have seemingly, you know, elevating myself as well as you. Yeah, I see. My feelings are not always comfortable. Okay. But all of them are good. Okay. <laughs> You okay. get the dose of new I Absolutely. Am. Oh, okay. okay. My feelings are uncomfortable when my head and heart are in conflict. Now see, that that, that would have been that's what I couldn't live with. Mm. My say for instance, I'm hurt by what you did. That's mm-hmm. the real feeling hurt. Mm-hmm. And if I don't express the hurt, it turns into anger. Yes. And then it turns into what? Resentment or it turns into Probably. Yeah, resentment. Pain in your And then I'm going to go pain in your Then I'm putting myself at risk of cancer. Right. Okay. Hurt, anger, resentment. I'm going to live with it. I, I, I went to that, that uh, podcast and, and I didn't do it. And I wondered what would have happened if I would have done it. And right. he stood me up. All of that yeah, would yeah. have been there. Right. All of that that I wouldn't have resolved. I had to go to therapy and resolve it with oh, somebody man. else. I'm resolving it with you. So right. that would have been, you know, my heart is feeling this, but my head can't own it. I can't mm-hmm. sit with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna leave. So wait, your, your which say it again. Your heart. See, my my heart was hurt. But your head. My head is like saying, I'm not gonna deal with it. I'll just let it go or move. I'm on. gonna leave. Yeah. I wouldn't have dealt. See, if I would have left, I wouldn't have dealt with this. I would have carried all of this with me. That's not fun. And never want to see your picture again. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this guy. <laughs> this guy's a piece of Louis crap. Louis, who? Oh, please. This guy's a piece of crap. <laughs> 
Never, I was talking about it, I'll be behind my back forever. You know, my resentment, because I wouldn't have dealt with my, see, but they're they're together. My head, my heart, I was hurt, and the head says, acknowledge that Mm -hmm. and effectively express it. Absolutely, I love that. My feelings are never wrong. My head must intelligently guide me as to what to do, creating no harm to myself or to others. Okay, I'm walking my talk. Yeah, which goes back to the the word you don't like to use, ineffective expression, because if you express something to other someone else in a harmful way, based on feelings, that wouldn't be a good use of transforming your emotions Mm -hmm. and feelings into the betterment of the moment, right? So it's how do you transform something where it feels not good or disrespectful or whatever, yucky in some way, how do I transform it into a a better moment? It's practice. Yeah, and you know what? But what if the, someone isn't receptive to listening to when you're feeling hurt or angry? What if a friend, me, a partner, a married couple, a parent, and they're just dismissing your feelings and emotions? Are you still able to transform your anger or hurt or sadness into something good if the witness is not witnessing it? Well, that's where, you know, uh, how elevated and sensitive Mm. and intuitive and deep am I? I'm talking to you. If I was talking to a child, I'd talk differently. If I'm talking to an 80-year-old woman who maybe lives in Bel Air and has never seen a black person, maybe I talk to her differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's my sensitivity to know how to say it and who I'm sitting in front of. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is as conscious as you to understand how to say it to people differently. They can be as as unconscious, I think you were unconscious, as unconscious as they want to be. Mm -hmm. But if I'm conscious, then I bring your unconsciousness to consciousness, Mm. which I think I have. You can be as crazy as you want to be. I work in mental health. Mm -hmm. That's my field. So I have to be able to be mentally healthy to bring you to a state of mental health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's why I've had five therapists. I'm in therapy right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, I'm always working on myself. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My feelings must be supported by my head so that I am at one. Yes. My feelings are the fuel that propel my growth. My growth. My feelings give me a deep understanding of myself in the moment. That's right. What was the understanding of the incredible anger you felt in the moment with with me. It wasn't anger, it was hurt. Yeah. I, I hadn't gotten to anger yet. Oh, gotcha. I was like... You got to anger when you came into here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't realize, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what I was going to do with it because my manager, she's very nice, the whole thing. And, you know, she, and we weren't, you know, no, there was no plot, there was no plan. Right. I didn't know. I'm just present. Yeah, yeah. I make a living on being present. Yeah. You know, I can usually spot things. Like I, I, I worked at an agency once, a social service agency in the black community, a doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as I walked into the agency, I saw this woman, a supervisor. I said, oh, my God, there's a Judas over in the corner. First time I looked at her. And... Uh, and I got all the difficult clients, all the difficult clients. <laughs> I'm the only licensed black therapist among these therapists. And uh, 
four years later, they lost their contract. Mm. And so they could only keep one contract therapist. And uh, so that same lady I saw four years ago came up with a trumped-up charge on me so that her crony could keep the job and they could get rid of me. Oh, and then one of the other therapists says, Siri, we all do that. I said, so now you see it. But that's my sensitivity. Mm. First time I saw her, I went, oh, God, she's not fooling me. Mm. She's a fake, a phony, a fraud, and a big walking lie. Mm. And I saw it. It's that third eye. You know, I got, everybody got three eyes. Right. I use mine. Right. Yeah. yeah. I use mine. My feelings when acknowledged and expressed show I am respecting myself. That's right. You're not abandoning yourself. No. Because you you'd be abandoning yourself and probably be out of integrity with yourself if you didn't effectively express them. Yes, 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 yes. Or yes. process them in a way that's effective for you. Yes. What's intended for me will not come. I won't feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. I won't be able to feel others. My feelings, when consistently acknowledged, allow me to feel others' feelings. That's right. Because I'm developing that arena. Mm -hmm. I'm developing that emotional arena. So I don't run from I'm feeling hurt, I'm angry, I'm disgusted, I'm disappointed, I'm, I'm scared. So once it's just like practicing on the track. You know, you practice, you practice, you practice, you practice, you get good at it. When you stay in that arena and don't run from your feelings and your emotions, you get good at it. Right. And then you can feel the room. Absolutely. You can feel the other. My feelings should always be effectively expressed. I'm seeing the pattern here. And my feelings, when effectively expressed, bring fulfillment. Okay. Do you feel fulfillment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we almost say we need one more before we get to forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what else we got? Anger, we got feelings. Pain hurts, okay. whether it is physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. Okay, isn't that interesting? All those four arenas. Pain felt is pain recognized. Okay. So when, when you feel your own pain or when someone else feels the pain? No, you got to feel your pain. When you feel your own pain, then it's recognized. It's recognized. And when it's recognized, then what? Then you have to, what is it trying to tell me? Mm, it's teaching me something. You got to sit in it and go oh. and, and, and communicate with it. It's like if it's physical pain, uh, you know, that's no fun. I've had physical pain. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, is there a way to get out? We want to get out of it. Right. Is there a way to get out of this pain? Like I had a little skin rash on my uh, elbow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was doing my meditation. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good. It's stinging. And, and so I went to the doctor, right? And he said, oh, you had dermatitis or something. Gave me a little pill. I took it. One day, it's gone. Wow. So that's physical. Sometimes we can't get out of the physical pain, though. But in terms of spirit, I see that uh, in the arena in which I work, none of us get on a spiritual path until we're brought into pain. Interesting. So until we feel some type of pain, hurt, breakdown, Something usually people don't go to therapy. We, we won't go they the don't. They don't go like, oh God, you know what I mean. Yeah. When nothing else can help. Why does it seem to take some type of extreme pain or loss in order for us to start going down that path? Isn't that sad? That why we can't we just? Why can't we just start going down the path when things that, are good? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because there's seemingly a forgetfulness that we come from the unknown. Hmm. 
and that we're going to go back to the unknown. We seem to have a forgetfulness that we're still in always relationship to the unknown while we're on the planet. We forget that we come from that vast mm. and going to go back to that vastness. But here we get into the limitation and we forget this is a spiritual journey. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host this is a journey of the soul it's not a journey of the dollar of the fame of the fortune of the body of the mm -hmm. lover the mm -hmm. it's the journey of the soul right and that's the that's really where i sit that's really where i live that you know, every experience I have, it's what is this has to do with my soul's journey? So there's pain. Often people have soul pain. Right. You know, they can't come into relationship with who am I on the planet? What is my path? What is what's my purpose? That's soul pain. That's that's really hurtful. Yeah. There's emotional pain, you know, hurt, sadness, disappointment. And there's mental pain of where mm -hmm. often we have these horrible thoughts that we can't get out of. And they torture us. Mm. Haunting thoughts. Worrying. So pain is pain. Okay. And it's not what I want to feel. Pain is not what I want to feel. Pain is not what we want to feel <clears throat> in any of those arenas. So how do I get out of it is the work. Yeah. Pain reminds me to, <laughs> to remember to be conscious so I can avoid pain in the future. Yeah, that's the, that, what are you talking about? Why do we, yes. you know, we often <laughs> need conscious. a reset yeah. button. Yeah. Pain directs me to ask the question, what can I do? Okay. What can I do differently or how can I yes. evolve? Or yes, yes, What decisions yes. do I make differently? Yes, yes. Pain inspires me to engage in a conversation to, to discover its cause. Okay. Pain forces me to change my way of being in the world so that I can be pain-free. I think that's a powerful one for me. Okay forces me to change my way of being in the world so I can be pain-free. Yes. Do you feel like a lot of pain or attachment to pain or suffering is based on our way of being as a, and staying in that way of being and not shifting? It's not looking at the pain. You know, some people mm. just get used to and the mask pain. It or something. You know, like, for example, I've had periods where I had no money. That's no fun. No. Not having any money. It sucks. But, you know... How do I get here? How do I get out of it? How did I put myself here? Or uh, relationships, you know? What to do when you're having a pain with a, a loving, intimate relationship? Do I just sit with it and not acknowledge it and not express it? Then I stay there. My relationship mm. won't work, right. you know? What do I do with my racing thoughts, you know? How can I stop these haunting thoughts, you know? Physical pain now, and you know, we all one day will die, but physical pain, um, when symptom comes into the body, 
you know, like if it's your arm, it's your, you know, diagnoses, like I, you know, deal with diagnosis, the medical doctor gives a diagnosis, and sometimes uh, they don't even have a physical, a, a, a diagnosis for what's happening in the, in the body, but the symptom is, is, is in the thyroid or the this or the that, and I've had a lot of clients come to me to where they say, the doctor said there's nothing wrong with me, it's emotional. Mm. And then we have to look at where is the mental, spiritual, emotional imbalance yeah, yeah. that has created the physical imbalance mm. that now is causing me pain. Right. And usually when it gets to plain old pain, we've been holding that a while. Yeah. And we got to learn how to transform it. Yes, we do. Into healing. Yeah. Pain is a catalyst for transformation, so hopefully we can transform it sooner than like decades of holding on to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. it's too late or yeah. it's caused cancer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pain moves me to change and expand, and pain is asking for my attention. Yes. Absolutely. I'm curious in the work you've done with uh, married couples and relationships, uh, I'm assuming they're, with, they're working with you because there's some type of breakdown or pain that someone is feeling or both. I always yeah. say nobody comes to me for a party. <laughs> I'm you know, not you know on the party list. You know what's interesting? I, um, in my last relationship, before I started, in between the previous relationship and the last relationship, I said to myself, you know what? I wonder what it would be like to, to start therapy within like the first three months of dating okay. when things are really good. Okay. To just continue to gain clarity on alignment and values okay. and vision. Okay. And I was like, this would be amazing. And then I didn't do it. Okay. And it okay. didn't work. It didn't work out. Okay. And now I'm like, I am committed in the next relationship to being in some type of therapeutic process in the beginning. If they're willing. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think the level yeah. of consciousness that I bring into the relationship will attract someone who is who wants that same level of consciousness. And so I think it'll be looking for someone at that level who's God. like, yeah, I'm down for that. And how do well, we? Well, what about? I always think of a date. You know, it has a pit inside of it. What about if you keep dating until you find the pit? Mm -hmm. If you find the pit, then maybe that's the time to go to therapy. So we don't do it before you find the pit? Until you find the pit. Okay. Uh -huh. So no need? I don't think so. Okay. You know, unless you really, you won't find the pit and you want to go okay. forward. And address that. Gotcha. And see so we can get the sweetness out of this. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. But pain is asking for our attention. Yes. And when we feel pain, we should notice it and not mask it. Exactly. I wrote a book called The Mask of Masculinity, which is about the mask that men wear yeah. to, um, to fit in, to project a certain image to the world, yeah. to hide and numb the pain, yes. to project that they're stronger, yes. more intelligent, uh -huh. funnier, sexier, than Macho. They actually, mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. uh, as I went through my own journey and will continue to go through my own journey of unmasking mm -hmm. whatever that's holding me back mm -hmm. from true mm -hmm. authentic power, true authentic connection, mm -hmm. intimacy, mm -hmm. love, mm -hmm. mission, mm -hmm. um, and shedding of the ego constantly mm -hmm. to, to be more authentic. So, mm -hmm. um, But I think um, I experienced internal pain and suffering for many, many years because I was unwilling to address it. Yes. It kept seeking my attention and I was masking it yes. as opposed to speaking into the shame, yes. sharing the shame, mm -hmm. the process of healing the shame. Yes, yes. And therefore it caused more and more stress, more yes. and more anger and resentment in the external world. Yes. More and more need for competition as opposed to collaboration. Yeah. 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 
And things really started to shift when I was like, wow, when I talk about these things and open up and share the shame, the hurt, the pain, mm -hmm. and I can process them and integrate it in my life into a healing process, mm -hmm. man, I can sleep at night finally. I can, yes. I'm less triggered when, yes. when someone's whatever yes. with me. And it's been an incredible journey in the last eight and a half years since starting this process. Yes. That's why I'm a big fan of therapy. Yeah. Or any type of therapeutic experience mm -hmm. or emotional intelligence exercises mm -hmm. to support healing mm -hmm. of the past. Mm -hmm. From the 2019 census, uh, they came to understand that uh, psychotherapies that just try to make people feel good mm -hmm. or to blame others are not effective in a long-term basis that they were really, the first time I've seen this in a while, and it was also in the Journal of British Psychology, that uh, psychologies uh, that uh, work on the unconscious, mm -hmm. to go at where people bring stuff to therapy they don't want to face, they don't want to acknowledge, and to give that to the therapist and work that out goes more, is more effective on the long-term basis. You know, I know uh, cognitive behavioral therapy works in that arena, and but it was really sort of uh, uh, acknowledging the power and the effectiveness of uh, psychodynamic uh, therapy. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, the unconscious. Right. That's what I find is is what we don't know about ourselves, or what we want to keep hidden. Mm. That causes the problems. What do you feel like is it you still don't know about yourself after this many years of practice, work, integration? research what i don't know about myself um well you know the thing is i can't see myself mm -hmm. so that's why i continue to go someone in therapy that can see yeah, me so yeah. what i don't know i don't know what was a recent thing that you discovered from someone a therapy uncovering it for you that you didn't know whether it was recently or in the last few years was what was the most recent thing that you didn't know that now you know I work with a coach, and he's very good. I work with a coach and a therapist. And, um, and one thing he continues to highlight in our sessions is that I don't have to work so hard to go get things. Mm. That uh, whenever I say, I want to, yeah. it never comes. Oh, interesting. And I'm very much an Eastern I work in the Eastern way to where things come to me. Mm -hmm. I work on myself. I try to cleanse my subconscious. I enhance my magnetic field. And so my thoughts are here. They go in my magnetic field. And then yeah. what I want or desire comes mm -hmm. rather than so being the Western way, going get it. chasing. So whenever I go for something, it usually doesn't work out. Doesn't work out. So that is what I've come to really learned from this coach and it it's very for most of your life where you kind of in the other aspect where you're kind of going after stuff or chasing or well i think i was more active in, you know yeah. more active and uh yeah but i mean it was it was just an insight yeah, that you know we think that you know and that doesn't mean i don't set goals but. i have goals but it's the uh, approach is different. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's yes. interesting. That's a good insight. Mm -hmm. It is. It when did you? When did he discover that within you? Well, that's sort of a running thread throughout our mm. our therapy. Gotcha. You know? Okay. And 
One thing that I love, I utilize also in my psychotherapy are metaphors. I love uh, uh, deepening an individual into their uh, experience and to hopefully accurately reflect them mm -hmm. by amplifying a metaphor, you know. And uh, if you get a good, the correct metaphor, it's so insightful. Very. You know, yeah. Yeah. It activates something, yeah. connects, yeah. integrates. And he yeah. gives the metaphors a lot. He says, oh, well, you know, where you think you are in your life right now, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, Very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we're at forgiving. Are we? We're at forgiving. I think we need one more and I'm there. So you can't rush forgiveness. <laughs> Is that one of the mantras in here? <laughs> you can't rush is is you forgive you, you, you maybe can't we come to it. forgiveness at the end of the episode. That is it. But let's we get that. to forgiveness. Let's get we let's have do that at the end of the episode. That's the end and, of the episode. And see if uh, we, see. we can finish that. Day. So let's see. You have done uh, a lot of incredible work with with couples, mm -hmm. um, married couples mm -hmm. specifically. And I'm curious, from all of your years of experience working with with people in intimate, committed relationships, mm -hmm. what is the the main or the biggest problem that's causing them to fail that you've seen? Is there a common theme of like the main reason that causes them to fail? Yeah, I've just come to this realization. I really haven't, actually I came across something the other day that's sort of, wow, I'm not the only one that sees that. Mm. That uh, there's masculine and feminine principle. There's male gender, female gender, we have non-binary now and their sexual orientation. So those huh. are three different arenas. I've come to understand that the feminine principle must be most operative in a relationship because feminine mm. principle is relationship. Can Masculine principle is not relationship. Masculine principle is independence. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So. Feminine principle must be operative. What does that mean? Sensitivity. That means uh, nurturing. That means feelings. That means mm. uh, you know emotional balance. Masculine principle doesn't make a relationship or sustain it. Mm. It helps by directing. Masculine principle is directing. Yes, you know we. Honey, we're going to... We're doing this. Here's where yeah, we're going. Going it's, here. Stability. You know, here's yes. the money. Women mm. make money these days too, though. You know, here's the money. You know, here's the, you know... Yeah. It's the plan. Stability. It's the yeah. plan. Here's what we're but doing. But principle sustains it. Interesting. So when you have a, 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 a someone who's a dominant masculine energy, whether male or female, but if someone mm -hmm. who's a dominant masculine energy mm -hmm. and they're driven and led by that... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you sustain it if they are in their masculine most of the time and don't tap into the and, feminine? How do you sustain it? The, the feminine principle has to be very strong, but the deal is if man or woman, whoever is embodying the masculine principle, that's all they are, and the other one is embodying just feminine principle, that's called divorce. Really? <laughs> so if they're the okay. polarizing opposites, are not able to shift. They attract. But what happens if the masculine and feminine they attract, whether it's non-binary, gay yeah, relationships, whatever, those principles are still there, operating. 
you know, whether they integrate it. And that's the goal. Like, and so what I'm getting at is that both genders, both individuals have to embody both principles. How does each, if they're so focused on the one, masculine or feminine energy as their primary, say 80, 90% of the time, yes. how do they tap into the emotional range of the other uh, it's a energy? Matter, it's a matter of focus. Focus, it's a matter practice. of understanding if this principle is actually correct. Mm. To understand if you all man and, and this is all woman, that's divorce. Why? Because all masculine principle cannot sense the feminine principle inside, so they can't understand the feminine principle outside. I feel like you have to be such an evolved human being to be able to know when it's happened to the masculine energy and know when it's happened to feminine energy. Right? It's like you have to be so evolved and working on yourself. What about conscious? Conscious. Conscious. Conscious to your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, yeah, your yeah, decisions, yeah. how you, this all affects you, how it affects others, yes. how it affects the universe. Yes, yes, yes. That's hard to do for people, isn't it? Or am I life making assumptions? Yeah. You said life was easy. Right. Okay. I mean, that's why we have divorce. Maybe because this is not understood. Maybe because men are, we're raised to be, you know, hard and all man. I call us all man, but half human. Mm. All man, half human. <laughs> what, what makes whole human? Masculine and feminine integrated. Masculine and feminine integrated. Sometimes the woman, if it's a heterosexual uh -huh. relationship like that, the woman is in masculine principle. Absolutely. Then the man has the, or the lady, whoever, in feminine principle. I'm going to ask you question that might rub people the wrong way, but do you see relationships and marriages that are healthy, happy, and whole, mm -hmm. where the woman is in the masculine a majority of the time? Okay. I never forget in training to become a licensed therapist, <clears throat> we were taught that that is not a dysfunctional relationship. There are uh, some women that sit more in the masculine principle and some men <clears throat> sit more in the feminine principle. That's a match. It's a match. It's a match. There's some women who want to go out and work, and the man stays home and takes care of the children. That's a match. Really? Yes. Do, do, you, do you think women fully respect a man that they're partnered with if they are not more in their masculine? Now, you've brought up a point. Sometimes they do come like, to okay, care. Why are they not, they're not making money. Yes, they just want yes, to sit at home. Yes, they're I, not, they don't have a purpose in their I, life. Yes, yes. I have had couples that. like that where the woman is the moneymaker. She's out in the world. Yet at the same time, she doesn't want to stay home. Right. But yeah. does she but want she, the man to stay home too? But at the same time, she's feminine gender, female gender. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets into that, she wants to have that telescope and go, oh, there's my man. Mm. Now, when that happens, they come to me in therapy because then I have to, you know, just bring that up for them to digest and cogitate and, and look at because, you know, she has to shift her cognitive <clears throat> schema because that's not the configuration that's working for them. That's mm. not the cultural narrative. Right. That's not the cultural narrative. Interesting. Do you, do you, so have you seen where women fully respect their male partner if they aren't as driven or purpose, mission-driven mission uh, and 
embodying more of those masculine qualities. They have come in disrespecting their man, and, yeah. but we have had effective therapy yeah. and they're still together. And they make all, the woman makes all the money and the man takes care of the children. Are they happy? Do you think? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are they sexually connected too? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just might be a little harder mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, a little yeah. harder, but yeah, it's possible. you got to get the right mate for that, the right Right, yeah. right. It's so interesting. We're in the Aquarian age uh-huh. these days. And the Aquarian age is uh, being typified by new age relationships. You know, Modern relationships. Like my godchildren. They both have very committed relationships with their girlfriends. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about getting married. Right. But they're committed. The mother, yes. The mother said, you know, you know, and they got a house together now. They just bought a house. They get their both names on the deed. They have no concept of getting married. Like, you know, there are couples that have children together, not married, living together, committed. They're gay marriages. They're poly amorous relationships where it's like your your partner can be with whomever they want to and they can be with whoever they want to and they come together. There are all these new age relationships. My generation of parents, there was the heterosexual model marrying and, and everything else happy, was wrong. Everything else was wrong. Happy or unhappy, they did not divorce. Happy that, or that, unhappy, they did not divorce. Do you think people should should stay married if they're suffering inside after, even, even if they've done the work on therapy and they realize they don't want to be together, do you think they should try to just make it work still if they're not happy? Well, you know, often couples come to me with that. They've been together for years and uh, the children grown and out of the house and now they're there just looking at each other miserable do we like each other we don't like each other like each other they don't want to be around each other Uh, (laughs) and you know so it's uh it's it's putting it's helping them to understand where they are and how they got here and and what do we do with this maybe there's an option they never considered that we can still be friends Mm -hmm. And sever this yeah a conscious this legal relationship. Right. Con- Maybe we can still be friends. Maybe we can be thankful for each other for the time we've had together. Yeah. Maybe I can still come over and cook for you, but I don't want to be right. just tied to you anymore. Right. Because I'm not getting any fun from you anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And then of course, you know, say for instance, your mate gets sick. God, that's really a rough mm-hmm. one. You know, that you've been together for years and your mate comes with some incurable disease mm-hmm. like MS, you know, some degenerative, degenerative disease. That's really a hard one. That's tough. Yeah. So in my arena, there are no absolutes. Like I say, you know, we're all going to die, but Freud still lives. Freud still lives. What's your advice for people who are looking to find a great relationship? It seems like the the culture right now is kind of a, at least in the younger generation, is a hookup culture, a non-committal culture, mm-hmm. yet they're seeking and wanting connection more than ever, uh-huh. but they're afraid or they're in constantly in comparison mode of other options. Mm-hmm. What would you say are three questions that you would ask someone 
to see if you think that it's even possible that they'd be a good fit, a great match for your love. Mm-hmm. What would be three things you could ask someone to even then observe and see like, okay, whether if they're authentically telling the truth, this could be a good potential match. Ah, wow, that's a, that's a hard question. I don't know. I don't, I, I pick up things that often people don't say mm. and they, you know, I don't even know what those three questions would be. I would really be completely sensitive and observant about what I feel. Like some people say, you know, I'm really here for life. And something happens and they out of here. And they told me they were not going to divorce me. Right. But something happened. And they're out. And they're out. So I'm not saying they lied to me. I'm just saying, you know... I would just experience and see how committed they are and how, how, makes you how feel much around they st- stand to how they, their word uh-huh. and, you know, Interesting. it's, uh, yeah, because I know couples have come to me where the lady was very spiritual and the man was atheist. You know, you go like, you go like do you love God? And the person says, no. Wow. And they're out of there, right? Right. If they answer that question, the other person wants someone who loves God. I have a couple like that. And they love he, each other. They're together in some kind of way. He <laughs> got into her spirituality. Right, right. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, I, we all grow and evolve and shift and change. I just pay attention. When someone is in a good dating experience, yes. they start dating or they're yeah. in a good relationship, and it seems mm-hmm. like it's, it's going really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How would you support them in making sure they don't self-sabotage the relationship? Because I, I hear this a lot that people like find something good and then they get scared. It's too good or they self-sabotage and kind of like destruct the relationship. Yeah. Or they make some stupid mistake or they hurt the person. It's like, why do you think people do that and how can we move beyond that? Mm-hmm. So these negative thoughts don't ruin something that can be good for us. Well... My understanding and experience is that one has to love the concept and the idea of relationship more than you do your ego. What does that mean? That means if I I really want a relationship. Mm -hmm. So, okay, okay, here comes my stuff. Okay, I got (laughs) to run. See, that's my ego. Um. Here's my fear. Or it's too good, you know. So you have to love the idea of relationship that you go through the rough times, Mm. you have the conversations, you have the communication, you have your your authentic moments and work through it so we can sustain this relationship rather than, I don't like that, I don't like, and you're you're staying your ego, the I. You have to get into the we. You have to love the we more than you do the I. You gotta love the I too. It's the I and the I and the we. Uh-huh. But you got to really love the we. There's a three parts to the it's relationship. It's three parts to the relationship. Yeah. Maybe maybe four if you have the spiritual connection to the relationship yeah. or something. Yeah. But the you, the other person, and then the relationship. That's right. I'm sure that individual has been there before, you know, in terms of, you know, they get to this uncomfortable place. Where it feels good. You mean where uncomfortable where like things are good. Okay. It makes them feel scared. Is okay, that you then mean? they got work to do on on appreciation and uh, deserving. 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 Do I deserve this? Or maybe trust. Mm. You know, some kind of way is some kind of work on yourself of trust of whatever, some kind of fear there. How do we learn how to do, 
feel like we deserve something good for us. Because I remember growing up feeling like I didn't deserve anything good. Mm -hmm. I was always kind of in beat up mode. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not good enough, I'm too stupid, mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, good looking, uh -huh. like I'm not talented, not yeah. smart. There was mm -hmm. a constant like negative You didn't think all of that. All of it, yes, for many years. And so it drove me to try to make myself something uh, to be accepted by mm -hmm. others. But mm -hmm. I still didn't believe in myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For years, mm -hmm. I was in that state of mind yeah. until I was able to process the healing of the, yeah. the traumas of the past yeah. for me. Yeah, I'm sure. Now I was still a functional human being, but mm -hmm. I had this like resentment and anger and mm -hmm. feelings inside. But how do people get to a place of, you know what, I deserve to feel loved. I deserve a healthy, conscious relationship. I deserve a, a person who is trustworthy and mm -hmm. who's honest and an integrity and you know, how do we get to that place of feeling like we deserve it and knowing it? Mm -hmm. Well, that's deep-seated work. I mean, what I experience a lot from individuals, they intellectually know that they may not be, feel, you know, that they're not, they have that idea in their psyche that they're uh -huh. not deserving. Yes. That's intellectual. But I find that a lot of people are frozen mm. on the feeling level. So it's like the sadness around whatever happened in the childhood experience that caused you to shut down and to, you know, identify with undeserving stuff. The feelings around it are frozen. And so often when uh, clients come with that, it's deep. And I have to take them through this trance work that I do into experiences of the childhood they completely forgot about. Mm. And the next thing you know, the tears come, which means they're deep thawing. Oh. The ice is breaking. Oh, interesting. What do tears do for us? What is, you know, that process? It releases that stress, you know, that, that hurt, that pain. And then it, in do, a relaxation. I mean, invariably clients say they feel lighter after they've cried. The weight has come off. Yeah, they've been holding all of that, wow. carrying that ice around, all that frozen energy, all of that defensive stuff from not allowing you to feel that and then once you feel it it's a release are we able to get to a, a place of release without crying or does one have to cry in order to feel free well that's the emotional arena okay you know I, that's why i said they're all four arenas and the, the mental the intellectual the emotional what do you say the spiritual, spiritual the physical physical gotcha mm -hmm. Is emotional also connected to the physical? Soul level's another level. Right. We brought that in. That's a whole other level. Is the emotional also connected to the physical because it's an emotional and physical release that's happening? Yes. Yeah. We can save ourselves a lot of physical ailments. <laughs> gotcha. You know, it's not, you never blame an individual for anything that, you know, happens because, you know, it's out there. That disease and stuff is out there. But, you know, if for chance we want to look deeper and there's a possibility of going to remission or spontaneous right. curing, then, you know, we can deepen into why me? What is this trying to tell me? You know, and off, you know, we don't just heal into life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we heal into death. Interesting. If we don't heal into life, we're going to heal into death, hopefully. Well... Healing is the goal. Yes. Like I had a, a client years ago, and uh, she had melanoma cancer. And, uh, you know, and her husband told me, um, 
after she died, said, Siri really helped me. Mm. He taught me about God before I died. That was so moving to hear that. Mm. I couldn't save her physical life, but maybe she got some soul life, mm. you know, for the yeah. next, yeah. That was beautiful. And uh, that was fair. She taught me something. And I learned from people I work with. It's not just me sitting here. I learned. It's a collaborative thing. It's, you know, a total, you know, divine being sitting in front of me. I can learn. I learned from them. Right, right. Yeah. What's the biggest lesson you've learned um, through working with someone? Well, I'm always thankful um, for clients, uh, I should say humbled at the fact when clients come to me, um, they could choose anybody. Mm -hmm. They could go anywhere, you know. This is America, you know, you got all kind of options, you know. So it's very humbling when uh, individuals choose me and uh, assess that I can help them on their soul's journey. So it deepens me into the experience that really it's not me. Uh, I couldn't possibly understand sometimes some of the things that flow through me when I sit with an individual. And so it sort of deepens me into a spiritual oneness, mm. you know, because I don't let it go to my head, whoever's coming to me. And it's like, wow, now you're sitting in this seat as a helper, therapist, healer, father, mm -hmm. spiritual father, brother guide, psychopomp, and I just surrender to that. And so, it, I mean, after sessions, like sometimes clients bring very dark stuff, but I just surrender into that, and we both just go oh, into that yeah, darkness, yeah. and we feel so much lighter at the wow. end. So it's a very spiritual experience is what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's very humbling. It's very humbling. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, the, that's the lesson yeah. right there. Yeah, this, it's not me. Interesting. It's not me. Yeah, I've done the work. Yes, I've done the work. I've had teachers. I bow my head every morning meditation. But yet, uh, it's an experience for me to deepen into the unknown huh. when I sit with a, a client. Because, I mean, the what clients bring, I don't want in a book. What's that? It's not in a book. Oh, right, right. It's yeah. not in a book yeah, what they're yeah. bringing. Yeah. You know, it's like... You, you know, learn all this, everything, like everything. You know, so I have to really sit in a, a deep sensitivity mm. and an and a intuition and a knowingness that is beyond me. So it's... I'm, I'm just like thankful, you know. That is the word, thankful and humble when a client comes because it gives me the opportunity to get deeper into that oneness mm. and let the unknown flow through me. Yeah. So more becomes known. What is the thing that if people evolved more of in a relationship that would support them in feeling happier, healthier, and, and more whole as opposed to disconnected? What's the, the thing if they did more of something, they learned something, they deepened to practice in something, what would that be? Mm -hmm. I think the goal is self-awareness. You know, just to be aware of your limitations, your fears, your likes, your dislikes, uh -huh. your triggers, your deal breakers. Oh, God. You know, just to be self-aware. What I like, what I don't like. Where's my passions? Yeah. And then to get into the, you have to have the self-love. 
you what know? happens if we don't have self-love in a relationship or we love someone else well it's you know it can get an imbalance either you love them and it's just giving you, you get them you know for a person who's really not sitting in self-love and you know that pop term codependence it's uh -huh. not a psychological term, codependence then I'm just loving on you but I don't really know how to receive what happens when we, when someone does that when what they just they, they love on someone else but they don't know how to receive or they don't know how to love themselves what ha what happens oh they just maybe missed uh, out completely on the possibilities of having a of becoming whole they're not completely whole mm. you know so I mean people have relationships where often we're not whole and they last really yeah just like that I've heard of one where the you know the man is just giving 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 to the woman and doesn't know what he's feeling or mm. you know able to express it and yeah so yeah I mean we make it in life not being perfect of course <laughs> yeah, yeah of course and get into relationships not being perfect absolutely we all just do the best we can yeah you know and then I think the third is uh, self-expression you know to be able to express yourself you know. Why do you feel like? Why do people feel like they can't express themselves in an intimate relationship? Is it because they've been made wrong for how they feel? They're not listened to or heard properly. They're mm -hmm. judged or not accepted. What's the main cause mm -hmm. of why mm -hmm. we, in general, don't express if or feel like we don't have the ability to express? Well, obviously, the self love is not there. See, we miss the. Oh. the if we don't love ourselves, we don't express it. It's it's, it's difficult. Really? Why 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 would we do that? Because, because we, you don't have permission to be. Okay. You know, love is, you know, um, as, you know, we're taught God is love. So all of me is God. I'm not the total God. But if I'm at one with myself, I'm in love. And then I can just be the total me. What so, if someone doesn't accept who you are? That happens often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not my loss. Right experience not my loss right right is it what if someone you're in a relationship with for long term stops accepting you is there a way to still make it work or does the other partner need to fully accept who they are in order for it to be kind of a healthy relationship you know relationships just take work that's why I say you have to love the idea of the relationship more than you do your ego interesting because relationships are not easy. People, you know, come in relationships and they're in their twenties and you're there for twenty years. Well, that's you're, a different, you're different person. People. Yeah, you're different people. Who am I now? You know, is the sex just as good? You know, okay, is, you know, I thought I liked you cooking. I'm they tired of it now? You know, <laughs> I don't want to eat meat anymore. I'm a vegetarian. Right. And, uh, yeah. So I mean. It's constantly changing and evolving. So if you really don't have the love of the relationship, it's difficult because things are always coming up. You're changing, they're changing, the universe is changing. Right. You know. Wow. Should relationships be hard or is there a way that they can be more flowing where it doesn't have to feel like this hard exhausting challenging thing like is it supposed to be that way or can it be like wow you know what 
we are aligning and sure there's challenges, but because we're aligned, we're able to work through them with more ease and effortlessness and mm -hmm. flow because mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. consciously doing that. Is that mm -hmm. a possibility or is it all hard work? Well, I've come to understand you just attract yourself. And so the more work you've done on yourself. You attract someone else who's done that. Yeah. And usually what you don't like in the other person is usually what you haven't owned within yourself. Mm. Oh, the yeah. mirror of and, life. And uh, it's usually, we call it the split off part of self. Mm -hmm. It's the unconscious part of you. Like, for example, you don't like to get angry. Yes. So then you attract an angry mate, one who can collude with you and can take your anger and they have no trouble all the time. And you sit here, yeah, always calm <laughs> and, you know, connected. So, you know, the more you work on yourself, like, the, of course, the healing there would be for that first to take their ability to effectively express anger. Mm -hmm. And then the other person won't have to get angry all the time. And then you have to get upset with them because they're always angry. So it's really accepting yourself. Mm. And I think you can accept another, you know. You can, you can accept someone else when you fully accept yeah. yourself. Yeah. Everything about you, the good, the ugly. Uh -huh. Especially the bad and the ugly. It's like, you know, baby, I'm working on this. Right. Okay, I'm, I'm not quite where I want to be yet. But, you know, I have trouble. Da, 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 da. You know, that's self-expression. That's also a self-awareness. That's mm -hmm. also a love that I'm not saying, you know, I, I got this to work on. Can you just, you know, be aware that... This is unevolved. And how, does, how do we get to a place where we fully accept all of us? Yeah. How do, we, how do we get to a place, you know what, I don't like this, this, and this about me, but I accept myself. How do we, do, how do we learn to do that? Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I say again, we can't see ourselves. It's like, and if you don't work on yourself, you don't grow. Right. You don't change. Like if you don't go to the gym and lift up some weights and stuff, your muscles don't change. Now, the fact they get flabby, they, they weaken, they, yes. And so if you do not have some way of working on yourself, whether it's with a coach or a therapist or a astrologer or a mentor or something. Mentor yeah. or the I Ching or whatever, you know, throwing the shells or going to the Orishas or going, you don't change. You don't, you will change. You'll get older and all that kind of stuff. But that deep-seated stuff that you have to resolve and look at, it'll just be there until you die. Knowing that we're all imperfect human beings on our own journey, mm -hmm. what would be the prescription you would give to, to couples getting into a relationship before marriage? They're deciding they want to get married, and now, okay, it's going to happen soon. Mm -hmm, Six mm -hmm. months, a year, two months, it's mm -hmm, happening. Mm -hmm. What would you prescribe them to try to set them up for the best possible success mm -hmm. of happiness and joy and growth mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. contribution in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I think the what I hear is that you just have to relax and see what comes to you. Mm. Yep. And be able to consciously deal with whatever comes to you. Ooh. I think the word is consciously, you know, that and you know, often that uh relationships that are challenging at first are really opportunities for oh, growth. Yes. And so not to run immediately. 
Not to yeah. leave immediately. Yeah, leave immediately. Maybe you do leave at Maybe some point. Maybe you do. After Maybe yeah. you do. You know, you got to pay attention yeah. and see if this is something that we can, like I, I think there's resentment. You don't want to hold resentment. Right. And there's sacrifice. And so sacrifice is when you can really like, oh, I want to, let's have sushi tonight. Oh, baby, I don't want to have sushi. I want to have Italian tonight. Okay, I can have Italian. But you really sacrifice. And you enjoy the Italian food. Now, resentment would be, okay, I'll go have Italian with you. And you sit there and you're Angry. miserable the whole time. Can't do that. And then, of course, there's compromise. So you got those three. There's, I think... Compromise, and I think also in, in front of compromise, somewhere in here is giving in. You don't want to do that? Giving right. in. That's not, that's, that doesn't sound healthy I to me, think but. giving in is, is sacrifice. Okay. Giving up is maybe resentment. Uh, okay. Yeah. Giving in is sacrifice. Is sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Giving up is resentment. Gotcha. Resentment. And compromise is the possible solution. You know, what can you compromise on? What can you sacrifice on? What, you know, is just... Compromise is like the win-win solution, mm -hmm, right? It's like, mm -hmm. okay, where do we both feel? Both the sacrifice a little bit. Yeah, we feel, we feel mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay, brother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I like that. So that'd be your prescription going in to be aware of these things, to practice. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have to work on yourself. I think that's one. the thing, yeah. That you got to work on yourself, you know. Become aware of your misgivings, your 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 fears, your doubts, your insecurities, your assets, you know, your goals, your dreams. You know, just become as self-aware as you mm -hmm. can. Yes. So you can even say, "I'm not relationship material." Mm -hmm. Some people are not relationship material. Right. That's self-aware. That's true. Maybe you are, you know, a gentleman that can date and, you know, and you just don't know how to commit and you're afraid of commitment and just realize that, that you cannot be just with one woman. That's hard for some people, right, to, mm -hmm. to accept it, I guess. And You know, I always tell my women, you know, look at your dog, you know. Right. Is it a wild one? Right. Some women marry coyotes. Right. You can't tame those darn things. Right, right. Might take generations to tame them. Make sure the, you got a house dog. <laughs> right. That right. wants to be in the house. Right. Yeah. That is able to. Not always you know, out on the hunt. Shift. Yeah. 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 You know, so you got to be aware. In the middle aware. of the night, creeping yeah, around the yeah, dark corner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's awareness. Yeah. yeah. It seems like sometimes people try to try to put someone in the the box of they're in a committed relationship type of person when they're not. They try to force it. They try to see, well, maybe potentially they could be, even when they're telling me not. Yeah. And they, yeah. they kind of lean into it, and then they hurt themselves or they get disappointed. Yeah, you got to right? see, see who the other person is. What's the one question you wish more people would ask you about relationships that they don't ask you? So interesting. I mean, you're focusing on relationships today. You know, as an LMFT, that is the scope of our practice is uh -huh. relationships. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the one question they would ask about relationships? What's the one question you wish more people asked you about relationships that they don't ask? Well, 
where is your grit? Do you have the grit to really do the work mm -hmm. to go through the rough spots in this relationship? Mm. You know, ask yourself. Do I have the grit? Do to I go have through? the grit? If this happens, can I handle it? Uh -huh. If that happens, uh -huh. when this happens, yeah. where is your level of commitment? What mm. are your deal breakers? Uh -huh. What's really going to trigger you if your partner does this? That may trigger your grit and commitment mm -hmm. to where you want to flee. Right. As an LMFT, I've never heard anybody else say this, but I just think about, you know, relationships and, you right. know, I can think of my high school friends, my college friends. Yes, they end. They end. They don't have to be forever. They don't have to be forever. And so I see that often with, you know, couples that have been together, for, and I'm just so respectful of people that can stay together until death do them part. Right. That is the, the statement. The vow. That, yeah, the yeah. vow. But it's very rare. Yeah, but it doesn't always work. Yeah. You know? It's interesting. I think, yeah. we, I think we should change the narrative around a relationship failing or not working out. Yes. I feel like, I remember I was talking to Michael Beckwith about this. Yes. Because he was married and divorced. Yes. I said, how do you feel about it? He said, I feel fine because not all relationships are supposed to last forever. Yes. And we, I think he was together for, married for seven years yes, or seven yes, or nine yes, years. Yes, yes, and it's yes, like, yes. we had our season mm -hmm. that served its purpose. Mm -hmm. We consciously mm -hmm. moved beyond mm -hmm. that season. Yes. And now this is where we're at. Yes. And I thought he had a great approach to it. And I was like, you know, we should celebrate what the relationship did for each person. Exactly. To help them grow together individually, yes. to That's help. Right inspire people or help others that's right and whatever the way the relationship did mm -hmm. and not yes there's a mourning and a grieving process mm -hmm. yes. that's natural yes. of any yes. loss or any yes. transition yes but i think there should also be a celebration of okay i can still look back at this as something that gave me an incredible gift exactly and hopefully i was able to contribute in this relationship in a beautiful way also, yes, right? Yes, yes. Not of like, oh, my life is over, this mm -hmm. didn't work out. Mm -hmm. I don't know, what are your thoughts on, mm -hmm. on that? I think that's absolutely correct, what yeah. you just said, yeah. you know. And I guess the word is truth. We haven't thrown that into our mm. interview here, to, to live truthfully, you know. It's like mm. you may even keep the marriage but maybe we live on different floors because right. we got kids and we're going to have a new age relationship. Yeah. But at least be able to effectively, again, that word, stick your truth of where yes. are we, baby? What, what are we doing right now? What, mm. How does this feel to you? How do we keep this going? Do we want to keep this going? If we mm. do, what does it look like? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So just, I think communication is very integral, but truth people often don't speak their truth why is it because we're afraid of what not being received i think it's scary when i feel like i can be a hundred percent authentic to my truth yes and it's not judged yeah that's when you feel safe that's when i feel safe yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I, I feel more connected more uh -huh. sense of love uh -huh. and sometimes in the in previous relationships when i've shared my truth mm -hmm. or my insecurities and my fears it hasn't been received yes I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel too good. Yes. 
You've got to be willing to receive someone else's. That's right. As much as you want them to receive yours. That's、yours. right. That's right. Maybe you don't like what you're hearing. That's right. But you've got to learn to receive it、that's, and accept at some、yeah. point. And、Or、if they can't, then that's information for you. Yeah. This has been really inspiring in many ways.、Yeah. One from the, the the first half of the interview of us. Yeah. Yeah. Addressing certain things that we、yeah. that you want to do to dress and、uh-huh. and and me being hopefully receptive. That's going to show that I mean you dealt me, with it me, very. Give me feedback as a therapist. How was I was I able to did I handle it appropriately? Did I、uh, you know was I defensive? Was I you weren't defensive? Resentful and angry. No, you weren't resentful. You we wouldn't have gotten here <laughs> if, if was you weren't. It'd be like peace. <laughs> <laughs> you we wouldn't be here、right. if you. Hadn't handled that so effectively.、Oh, okay. Yeah.、Oh. And so I'm very respectful of you. Oh, thank you. Okay. That、Appreciate、you were,、it. you know, able to, you know, and and you know, I was able to effectively express it. So you know, we、mm-hmm. brought us closer together. And I、Absolutely. think, you know, I had to walk my talk. You know, I、yeah. couldn't be, you know,、yeah. and then doing something that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. And my therapist has been telling me、uh, I went through a breakup a couple months ago.、Yes. I ended the relationship after five months of couples、okay. intensive couples therapy,、okay. where we、okay. both love each other and、yes. care about each other deeply. Yes. But yes. I realized that、um, the values and the vision and some other things weren't aligned, and、yes. we weren't able to come to agreements on so many things. Yes, it was just causing a lot of friction.、Yeah. And and my therapist was like, you know, the the universe is going to bring you many tests. Yes, yes. To see if you're integrating the lessons you've yes, learned yes. in the previous five months of yes, our yes, coaching and therapy yes, sessions. Yes, yes. And she's been right. Yes, Every day yes, there's something that's、yeah. testing me to be like, okay, how、yeah. am I going to process and handle this situation? Yeah. And, yeah. You know, ten years ago,、mm-hmm. I probably would have been very defensive. Okay. Like, okay. What do you mean you don't understand me?、Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I didn't try to do this. What are you、yeah. talking about? You know, it's like、yes. as opposed to okay, I was、mm-hmm. really just like, tell me more. Yeah, you were. I, like,、yeah. is there anything else you want to yeah. share? Because、yeah. I don't want to be anything unsaid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harboring in there, yeah, yeah. and then you not being your authentic self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.、Um, well, read the paragraph on forgiveness. Okay,、mm-hmm. forgiving is not easy. Okay, we are human, and at times, for whatever reason, we feel we have been slighted. Okay. Allow us to acknowledge our feelings and process what transpired. Whatever the case may be, it is best to completely let go of resentment,、mm-hmm. for that will harm us in the future. Yes. Resentment allowed to fester can later transform into physical unwellness, some、mm-hmm. type of sickness. Rather than judge the individual who has violated our boundaries or our sense of good, give them to the divine. Capital D. In giving them to the divine, we become completely resolved, as the spiritual law of karma becomes operative in the other's life. Resentment must go for the other, as we perhaps must also forgive ourselves. Okay, that's a nice statement. Okay,、yeah. okay. okay, powerful statements.、Uh, number one, forgiving another challenges my ego, but uplifts my spirit. Ooh, say that again. <laughs> It challenges my ego, but it uplifts my spirit. Okay,、yeah. I was really experiencing that. Yeah, <laughs> you were feeling your ego was being challenged. It was being challenged. Okay, yes, it was. Yes, it <laughs> forgiving, was. forgiving, I can do, but I forget only when my safety is not at risk. Okay, forgiving another activates the process of transforming my hurt. Okay, what happens if we don't forgive? Does the hurt stay inside? Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. you say, forgiving activates the process of transforming. So what it is, is like, I mean, something happened that you feel transgressed again. Yes. So all of that is in here. It's a morass of feelings, hurt, anger, resentment, disgust at yourself, fear of of not saying your truth. Boundaries crossed. All of that is in here. And so if I did forgive, that is all there. Forgiving myself or another is essential. Otherwise, I mentally and emotionally stagnate. Gosh. So forgiveness is really like the ultimate. Yes. To freedom, to peace, to health. It takes time. Yeah. You can't just do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for some, you you may be able to momentarily forget. Yeah, you step on my foot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, no problem. Yeah, yeah. But it, I guess it depends on the emotional trigger that you have from the past. The emotional trigger and how severe the transgression was. Right, right, exactly. So it's yeah. all personal. It's all personal stuff. Yeah. And someone might go through something and not be hurt by it, but another person who's got that, I guess, transgression would feel more hurt by that situation, depending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgiving myself or others reminds me that someone acted unconsciously. I did say that to you. Yeah, absolutely. Forgiving involves looking at things from a broader perspective. Forgiving another triggers my awareness that all do not think or act like me. Mm -hmm. Forgiving myself or another can take time. Okay. Forgiving another catapults me into a realm of high spirituality. I believe that for sure because if we're not forgiving, then we're in our ego, right? Yeah, yeah. We're like staying in that. Yeah, we're staying. We're not growing. Yeah. Forgiving another says, release and let go into love. Oh, well. That's beautiful. Okay. Forgiving another frees me to love once again. Okay. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, did I write this? (laughs) I honestly do have that experience like, you know, like my dissertation is 365 pages. Uh And I reread and I go like, I mean, it just feels Mm -hmm. like, I did, I mean, did I really write it? You know yeah. what I mean? And I know I did. But, uh, and that's why I'm writing. I'm starting on my second book. But it's really, um, mm. you know, uh, a surrender. Yes, yes. It's really surrendering to something. Because a channel. You, yes, yeah. that you want to just put truth and reality and information that's out there that's going to help and Absolutely. heal and elevate. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're doing you're doing that with this book, The Pocket yeah. Guru, which yeah. is really inspiring. It's yeah. guidance for, and I read a lot of the stuff in here. Yeah. It's really that you that you heard me read. Uh, um, who's yeah. watching? Guidance for guidance and mantras for spiritual awakening and yeah. emotional wisdom. And I think that's what we all need more of yeah. is emotional wisdom. Yeah with all the different yeah. challenges that come up in relationships, yeah. in politics, yes. in yes. business or yes. career, yes. in health. Yeah. It's the emotional wisdom yeah. that we bring to pain, stress, anxiety, yes. triggers, yes. events in the yes. world. How can we bring the emotional wisdom yes. to, so we don't stay stuck in the yeah. pain? Yeah. So it doesn't stay in us. And right? they honored me. They, uh, I was, it won the Walden Award in Mind, Body, Healing wow. this year. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I want people to get the book, The Pocket Guru. You can check yeah, it out. Yeah. Um, I have a couple final questions for you. This is called the three truths question. Oh, my God. That I ask everyone towards the end of the interview. Oh, God. 
So I'd like you to imagine a hypothetical situation that it's your very last day on Earth. Oh my God. Many years away. You live as long as you want to live. Uh-huh. And you accomplish all the dreams and goals and yes. peace that you want to create. Okay. But for whatever reason, you've got to take all of your written and audio and video work with you. So the book goes to the next place or it's no longer available. Okay. But you get to leave behind three lessons that you would share with the world from all the things that you've learned. Mm -hmm. I call it the three truths. Mm -hmm. What would you say are those three truths that you would share with the world? Live your life. Because if you don't, who will? Mm. Seek your truth. Yeah. Otherwise, you will die a lie. Ooh. Okay. I love that mm -hmm. one. Love yourself, and then you will give us the ability, give yourself the ability to deepen into love for the other. Those are three powerful truths. Very powerful. Live your life. Live your life otherwise. Otherwise. Who will? Who will. Speak your truth or die a lie. I've never heard it said that way. That's I've never said it. That's just <laughs> See, once you forgive, you just tap into the spiritual awakening and things flow through. Read here. it again. I love Live your life, otherwise who will? Speak your truth or die a lie. And then love yourself. and So you can deepen into the love of the other. I love this. Uh, yeah. Those are powerful three truths. Yeah. I want to acknowledge you, Dr. Siri, for, for showing up here today mm -hmm. the way that you did by yeah. expressing your full range of emotions yes. uh, in an effective manner, in a conscious manner, mm -hmm. by shifting and... and um, allowing me to receive it yes. and shifting so that we can have an effective conversation and, yes. and help people with these lessons that you've yes. learned yes. and help people with the tools that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I acknowledge you for, for giving me the opportunity to yeah. continue to learn and grow and, yeah. and realize that I'm an imperfect human and, and accepting my own mistakes and, and uh, all the stuff I that I have. I don't want to put imperfect on you or mistakes on you. Okay. I think you... Uh, were I mean we're all doing the best we can, yeah. and I think you just had you were just being you, yeah, you know, and uh, and then I just made some brought your attention to some things, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, and so you expanded and you grew. I think we both did, absolutely. I think it was a beautiful model we had today, absolutely, a beautiful model, yes, and real. Real time. Yeah, there was a breakdown, and <laughs> we communicated effectively. I think. Yeah, Ho hopefully, I, I was think an active so. listener and I think so. compassionate and I understanding. Think so. yeah. And um, I felt like you weren't attacking me Not ag aggressively. All. Not at all. And throwing everything at me no. um, in a certain way that I wouldn't be able to receive it. Ooh, wouldn't that have been horrible? Because then, that what, what are we doing? We're just upset that'd at each been, other, and that'd been horrible. probably wouldn't have been getting yeah. So I was thinking to her coming up. What's that? I have a speaking oh, yeah. tour that's going to begin in September. Uh, we already have booked in Saratoga, New York, and Buffalo, New York, and we have other cities that are in negotiations. So, Where can people go to learn more about you, the tour, um, the book, social media? Where can they go? Well, info at sirisatnam.com, S-I-R-I-S-A-T-N-A-M.com. Sirisatnam.com? No, info, info at SiriSatnam.com. Gotcha. Okay. okay. And social media is Dr. Siri Now, Instagram. Dr. Siri Now, mm -hmm. Instagram. Is that your most active platform? Okay. So okay. make sure everyone go follow Dr. Siri over on Instagram. Send him a, 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 a direct message 
and let them know what you enjoyed most from this conversation. Yeah, the, the website is seriesatnam.com. Yes, and your email is info at seriesatnam. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so you can learn more about the tour, the books, get a couple for your mentorship friends. Mentorship program, I have a mentorship program. Mentorship program and everything else mm -hmm. over there. Um, this has been beautiful. My final, my final question for you. Yeah, oh God, another one. <laughs> is what is your definition of greatness? Greatness. Well, I think that's to live in harmony with yourself. Mm. I think we all are great because we are created by that unseen greatness. Mm -hmm. Just think of what is it that got the sun, you know, sitting in the sky, the seasons coming to go, and and woman opens up to give birth to life, and and she turns her blood into milk to mm. nurture us, and what is that is nothing but the great divinity, and we come from that, mm. and we are that, mm. but we forget that. Yeah. And so to live in that is to be great. Absolutely. Dr. Siri, thank you so much for okay. being here. I appreciate okay. you very much. Yes, yes, thank yes, you. Yes. Thank My you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure to spread the message of greatness to a few friends or post it over on social media, as well as click the subscribe button if this is your first time here and leave a review with what part of this episode you enjoyed the most. Feel free to share your thoughts, your feedback, and your inspiration from this episode on Apple Podcast Review section. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are there. And again, I hope you enjoyed the first part of this episode where we really navigated how to handle a breakdown and how both of us handled it in our own way. Hope that taught you some things, just witnessing that as well. And I love your thoughts on that process that we had together. And I'd love to leave you with this quote from Oprah who said, true forgiveness is when you can say thank you for that experience. Again, I'm grateful for you for showing up today in your greatest version of yourself, for constantly being a learner, for constantly trying to improve yourself, and by implementing the things you learn every day into your life and making the impact that you can do on the people around you as well. You have a beautiful gift, my friend, and I want to remind you, if no one has told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. I'm so grateful for you, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.